You're listening to a podcast from www.aussiewriters.com.au where we celebrate talented Australian writers and their books. So this morning I am very privileged to have met and to get an opportunity to interview Tangia Tansley who is a writer of distinction. I have been to her website. I have had a a little peek at her books and her writing. And uh, this is a lady with much talent. So welcome, Tangia. Thank you, Suzanne. That's lovely. And and I have to say, Tangia, and we discussed this when I first met you, is that your name, Tangia Tansley, is just such a beautiful name. It has a ring. You know, it, it, it just resonates with people. This is an author. <laughs> so that was just by accident, wasn't it? <laughs> it was just by accident, exactly. As I as I tend to say, it's my mother's imagination was the Tangier, and I oh, married a Tansley, so that's... There that's you go. And, and I, tell I, me about your mother's imagination. Was she a writer, or was she a creative person? She was a very, very creative person. She wasn't a writer. I come from a family of writers, grandfather, um, father, and, and so forth. Right. Journalists, writers, and, and so forth. Yes. Uh, my mother wasn't, but she was very, very creative, passionate about English. And, and one very lovely thing, Suzanne, that I think so warmly of my mother, she was a very interesting and, and strange person, a very unhappy person for the last third of her life. Oh, but um, yeah, mm. but she, um, she kept through all our, I, I am an itinerant, basically, we were a nomadic family. Yes, so I could see that from your website. Yes, so the yes. family meant a great deal to us. It was like taking our shell around, or it was for me, I think, growing up. Yes. And with all those moves and all those countries, she kept the first short story I I ever wrote when I was eight years of age. She kept it in her red folder, and when she died, I found it amongst marriage certificates and wills and things. I found this short story called called The King's Cabbages, (gasps) written when I was eight years of age. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Now, have you reworked it, did you? (laughs) I haven't, actually. It's a bit beyond me to rework, but I am impressed with the handwriting of an (laughs) eight-year-old compared to mine now. Those sort of memories are just wonderful, and and the fact that you... um, you talk on your website about being a transnational and uh, given your background I'm not surprised uh, tell me why why were you itinerant why was your father uh, an international journalist or, or what was dad um, was in journalism in in Melbourne left Melbourne during the war for England yes. met my mother during the war went out to Africa and did yes. something he'd never done before, started farming. I mean, why wouldn't Why wouldn't why you? Wouldn't you? <laughs> it's the obvious choice. <laughs> so I was, I was born on a very small farm in Africa. Yes, yes. Sort of mixed farm, I think, with two cows and, yeah. Yes. And, um, and then from, from that, uh, they were there for about a year or two, I, yes. I gather, not very long. So yes. I, it wasn't very long before I was down to South Africa, mm-hmm. where he... Uh, did various jobs, I think, and then they went up to Kenya, to Uganda, to Tanganyika, back to Kenya, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then uh, um, came across to Australia when I was in my mid-teens, right. and then we went to Sydney, to Adelaide, to Port Lincoln, to Port Augusta, back to Adelaide, across to Perth, and Where then you now live? 
where I now live, but then I went up to, then I started traveling by myself once my parents sort of stopped. And, and I went to Hong Kong and Saudi Arabia and back yes. to South Africa to have my kids. And On my report card, it used yes. to say a rolling stone gathers no moss because yes. <laughs> I was I was I had a quite an itinerant life myself. Really? So did that did, did that affect your schooling or did you think it enhanced your schooling? I think it definitely affected me in in many different ways, um, confidence ways. You know how when you get to to our age, people look back and say, oh, "I'd love to be young again." Oh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I definitely, definitely wouldn't. I've sort of, I've, I've done it and been it. But one thing, when I do look at the young people, what I really would love is the confidence that they oh, have today. Yes. You know that confidence that they 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 seem to to portray. I think that's. I think that's you know it's interesting. I often think about that too. Um, you know, I've come across some young people who are so confident and yet. If you scratch the surface, there's not a lot of depth in their knowledge no. in certain areas. But I, I just, it occurred to me that probably when I was in my 30s, and this may be the same for mm. you, that we were supremely confident too. And I think it's perhaps what you don't know. <laughs> Do you think, I mean, the older you get, the more yes. more you realise the dangers are out there and, yes. the, and the, the pitfalls yes. and, you know, life throws a few curveballs to you on the way and I think (laughs) more than a few for some of us but um, uh, yeah that's interesting so talk about your transnational literature you were calling for uh, an interesting point you made was that publishers don't recognize that subgenre very well tell me a bit about that I I have a feeling that they they don't recognize it per se there are a lot of books that get through in terms of, of the literary books, which is, is where we're, we're writing, where we're going. But it's not, it doesn't seem to be recognised per se. And it seems to be that... Um, uh, I, I think it is very rightly... We're, we're living in Australia and it's sort of centred around Australian writing, and I, I totally agree. All my short stories are Australian stories, yes. oddly enough. My, my novels um, tend to have this tra- transnational thing. Yes. And I think because we are such a, a multicultural country now, we all come from somewhere else. That's um, right. Very few of us are five generations go, go back now. Mm-hmm. And, and we are all Australians. Um, mm. And I think that, yeah, a broader, we, we bring... Perth, we bring a richness, we don't a we, richness. to the culture. Exactly, mm. Suzanne. When I first arrived in Perth, um, it was sort of steak and eggs. And now these days, of course, yes. you know, any, anything, yes. any cuisine whatsoever. And I think writing is going and should go and will go Yes, in, in that, that same I direction. I think that's one of the greatest joys of Australia. I, mm. I remember growing up uh, and walking down the streets of Sydney or in Canberra or whatever city I was in mm. and thinking I could hear all these languages and I was just mesmerised by the... the um, the crock pot of <laughs> multiculturalism yes. that we have yes. and and how what a joy it is to learn about other people's cultures through literature and literature and eating and drinking <laughs> that's right <laughs> i i would like my ideal holiday would be <laughs> 
to eat my way around the world. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. Do yes, that. but unfortunately yeah. the weight doesn't allow it. So um, transnational uh, literature, and you actually grew up in uh, Zimbabwe, um, uh, where you were educated. I, I was born there. Yes. And whipped away quite quick, quickly down All to right. South Africa. And so educated primarily in East Africa. Right. And uh, in the, the and that obviously must have an influence on your writing. I, I think definitely the the mm. this um, novel I'm currently working on mm -hmm. at third draft stage now, which I'm very very excited How about. Exciting! And what's that called? Mm. That is my, my working title is a question of belonging. Oh, so wow. I've gone right back to to where where do we belong? Where do any of us belong? Right. And right. Uh, so I, I'm so, pulling so apart those. And so I'm, yeah. Well, that sounds wonderful. I'm just looking at the fiction that you, you've already published. We've got A Break in the Chain. Tell us a bit about that. A, a Break in the Chain um, is a, an his, a historical novel um, based on my family history. The Kosminskis of Melbourne were started by my uh, great-grandfather, Simon right. Kosminski. Right. And... Um, Th that story I knew nothing. Kosminski, that's a that's a Polish name, isn't it's it? It's a Polish name, yeah. Yeah. Poland, Prussia. It's been fought over and right. cut into yes. and you yes. know, divided. Um, so yes, that, that's Polish, Jewish, and I knew nothing at all about this background until oh. my father was in his nineties, and was just shortly before. Well, the book took me ten years to to write and research. And I think it was published 2011-12. Yes. And Who was the publisher? So it was a firm press. A firm press. A firm yes. press in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And um, it's and it's turned out to be a very well critically mm. um, reviewed Acclaimed. book. Yes. Mm. Wonderful. And then the next one is Out of Place. So tell me about Out of Place. Out of Place was a story that. Um, did the, the rounds with my literary agent. He couldn't place it. I got impatient. I didn't want it was it had good. Been, it had been two years since um, a break in the chain. The Kosminski story had been published. That had done so well that I thought I would self-publish this one. And so, I, I, bravo! I, I think it's wonderful. I, I, I did think the whole process myself. Take note, emerging writers. <laughs> <laughs> you too can do this. I, I did the whole process myself, um, with, yes. with the help, of course, of, of cover cover people. Mm -hmm. um, and it, and it was an amazing um, journey and experience. And, and the delightful thing about it, Suzanne, which gives me great pleasure, yes. um, is that um, I gave a, a book uh, talk at a book club the other day. This has yes. been a very good book club book, actually. Yes, and, um, you mentioned that on your website. Yes, mm. and somebody um, came up to me at the end of that, and she said, look, she said, I work for the... Um, for Visibility WA, which was the WA Association for the Blind. Yes. And we would like to put your book on audio. And I was, I thought, my heavens, how gorgeous. And they contacted me. So that's going to be done um, in the, the new year, in January. That apparently. is wonderful. So I just have a good feeling that, isn't yes. that lovely, that that story, that, that manuscript actually made mm. it to the, um, was shortlisted in, in the Varuna Penguin wonderful. Manuscript um, Competition. That's out of fantastic. 560 entries, it was shortlisted, and That's I, I couldn't get it published. 
It's, so. well, you know, this is the world of publishing today and this is why I say mm. to all my clients, mm. self-publish. You yes. be your own PR. Yes. You be your yes. own, own mm-hmm. person. So the, the last book that you wrote uh, in, under fiction is The Human Condition. That is... That sounds like a very serious book. That is not quite right on that card. At that point right. it was going to be The Human Condition. Right. I think... It's now going to be called My Mother Was a Russian Spy. Oh, that's a much better title. I love it. My Mother Was a Russian Spy. Wow. And is that, that's, that, that's not just for um, um, PR effect. It actually, it actually relates to the book itself. I, I hope so. It's a, it's a collection of short stories. And one of oh, the short right. stories is called that. And that came from... Um, everywhere I go, you can imagine people say, how did you get a name like Tangier? Because it's a good yes. icebreaker. So every party, every place, everyone... So I wasn't very original. No, no one. Oh, it's, but, it just, but it's But it's a but wonderful... It's your own business card. <laughs> your name. So how at the, wonderful. The, the end of one of the book club things for Out of Place, it was a different one from the one, the, the, the audio one. Somebody said to me, it was late at night... I hadn't had a drink, but they'd all been drinking drinking wine quite quite merrily. And I was very tired. It was 11, and I, was, yes. I, I still had to get home. And um, suddenly someone said to me, and how did you get a name like Tangier? And, you know, I just sort of looked, and I, I thought, I can't give my standard reply. So I just said, my mother was a Russian spy. And, you <laughs> know, these 12 <laughs> ladies who had been talking and chattering and so forth, there was silence there. Ah, pin dropped. And they all looked at me. What an aha moment. And, and my hostess said, oh, do you, do, is that true? And I said, no. <laughs> and they all laughed. So I think that's fantastic. So then I, I wrote a short story. Um, mm. And it, 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 that just worked for the short story. And I thought, well, I'll mm. pop it in that collection. So I'm yes. hoping that's going to be published, not, not uh, very soon. Self-published? I'm not sure. It's with um, a publisher at the moment, and I've got some good en- endorsements, so we'll see. Right. If I don't, then I'll self-publish. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And in the non-fiction area, you're quite a prolific writer, for women who grieve. Now, is that to do with, I know I notice on your blog that, um, that you lost your husband, mm-hmm. and um, was it about that? It was. It was an experiential book that came from my own... Um, uh, grieving period, period when I was very lost. I had arrived back in Perth and um, he had died very suddenly really at the end of the day. Mm. And I had gone to several bookshops looking for a book because I go for books when I, I need help. And I couldn't find uh, at mm. that point any, any books. There, there were sort of big academic sort of things but I wanted a book. I wanted To a, help you? To help me. And um, so I wrote a short article for, so, and I couldn't find, couldn't find it. So I thought, okay, well, I'll write an article. At that time, there was a magazine, glossy, um, well thought of magazine, and I wrote a 500, 600 word article for their opinion page um, at the back of the magazine. They were going to pay me $50 for it. And better than nothing. <laughs> better than nothing. Well, then Not it, much. <laughs> then it meant a great deal. It meant my yes. richbacks would be kept in bones for the next, you know, little while. So. Right. Um, uh, and uh, it, it didn't happen. And then I actually saw that some months later in that magazine, but spun out into a very much longer article with my words. 
and but now that it had interviews and things a so feature article born of your work. of my original one and they didn't have i mean they could it's if, so morally wrong isn't it had how me, can mm. how can a publisher mm. do that with with any you know any sense of moral justice you know it's just wrong it, it is yeah, it's yeah. very very bad and um and you I, let it go unfortunately i let it go i i, yes. I was the, the i was fighting too many fires on too many um fronts at that particular time to to really well i guess that particular magazine isn't around anymore so, so there's so then, then <laughs> there's I, some justice in the world some karma. Justice, exactly <laughs> and so then it uh I wrote a book from that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think so. That's a really good outcome. Mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> so, um, and and another book you've got here, our grand design. Is oh. that is that about um, <laughs> the human condition? <laughs> <laughs> In a way. In a way. Mm. That was a book that I e-published. Right. And that was a book about the very long and curly build of our house. We moved oh, in at Lockhart, right. yes. and we virtually built it ourselves. Yes, and it was a huge thing, and it, yeah, that's yes. a, that, that was that's, yes. that's, that's gone very So well. you're remarried, aren't you? I am. Yes, yes I and, am. and 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 uh, what a wonderful, uh, you know, a wonderful outcome that is, when uh, when you go through the tragedy of losing a partner and then you actually find somebody else. Somebody, somebody it's very nice. Wonderful. Yes, is yes, he a writer is. or, or he's is not. he supportive of your writing? Thank goodness he's not. Yes. I think because, and and very different and very mm. supportive indeed, and that's he's recently retired. But uh, yeah, yeah so. okay. Oh, yeah. that's great. And um, and you met him in Perth. You you live in Perth. Yes, I yeah. met him at breakfast actually. At breakfast, <laughs> oh, a literary breakfast. It or? wasn't a literary be- breakfast. I was doing quite a number of different jobs. Yes, to try and support myself and so writing yes. on the side and yes. and so forth. And one of the things I was starting up was a, a little business called That's Entertaining. And um, it was basically showing people, uh, and I don't know, took back confidence, I don't know, <laughs> living in my little tiny cottage that I was, how I had the confidence, the confidence to go out to and tell it. these ladies, you know. But, yeah. but they worked very well. And they worked very well as self-confidence classes. So wow. I, I did, I, I, I put about $8,000 a year from giving courses all over the place at tapes yes, at unison yes. and and, um, and private called so that's entertaining called that's entertaining and just giving it, I, I made it into five or six different um, modules yeah. modules over yes. six five or six weeks yes. and got men and women there and some people came back twice wow. and one woman who had bought Bond's house in Perth yes. with her husband and right. was very not not confident about entertaining in those days. She came back and did the course twice. Wow! And said it had been extraordinarily um, helpful to. And her. so this was about so actually how to entertain. It is was that, is that yes, <laughs> how to set a table up. Yes, and, and and how to be how to be real, and how Great. to um, my. Because there's a lot of pretentious entertainment, there's a isn't lot there? Exactly. So tell me about exactly. being real. I love that. Being real was my grandfather, God bless him, Isidore Kosminski, who there's a whole, in my book, The, the Early Kosminskis, it, yes. it shows that whole sort of rift thing and his, in the end, his movement away from the Jewish um, religion, um, yes. sadly. Oh, right. 
I didn't know that. Yes, and um, and and his, but at, at the same time, a, a very very real man um, who published his own books, oh, um, who was an astrologer, um, who they lived in a very ordinary house, but they would have people like the Archbishop of Melbourne to for a meal, and the Archbishop in those early days was a very hearty man and apparently he would bang on the table and sort of laugh when he was making his points. Oh right. So Eileen, Isidore's wife, and Isidore would hold the table was on orange crates, was the door on orange crates. <laughs> and they'd so have to hold they, the they would table. hold it underneath so that it didn't fall over while this So they were just they had all sorts of, of um, people. One of the the Prime yeah. Ministers, forget his name just now, used to come to their house as well yes. and he would wish on the dog of food, the lucky dog. Yes. that I now have, that is really? a door, who was antiques, of course, in Kosminski. Right. So that was his background as well. And um, so he, he would... That's wonderful. Yes. You, you, you seem to be very rich with stories. And the, I think, the, yes. you know, I think good writers do love to tell a story. And I would imagine you, you incorporated that into your courses of just entertaining. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Definitely that, that point about don't... If, if somebody comes to the door or whatever, offer them a cup of tea, a cup of water. Yes. You know, this is, that's, right. th that's hospitality. Yes. A another example of, of hospitality mm. was when I was doing a, some caring work, mm. again in my multi-jobbing, and there was a very um, poor, we don't think in Australia of people being poor, poor, but a very poor lady mm. and her husband. We have many. Mm. Her husband was dying beside oh. her in the house. They were living in the, the lounge because yes. uh, th that was the sort of cosy, so his bed was there and so forth. And she burned newspapers to keep them warm. Children oh, would just dump newspapers. And, and sometimes they'd even take up the, the jarra boards from the ver veranda. Oh. When you went there, you had to be careful you didn't step down the, oh, the holes. That's terrible. But that lady, Suzanne, when she met me at the door, she always had a smile on her face. And she, she, she had her two, two, she was so proud of her $2 salvo pot that she met, said made the best tea in the world. And at Bloomin' Well did make the best tea in the world. Fabulous. And she had her, her box of Mari biscuits and ginger biscuits. And I could choose either a Mari or a ginger biscuit to have with my cup Lovely. of tea. Yeah. And, you know, I think, goodness, if, if people can do it like that. It's, it's really, it, it, it reminds me actually of... Um, um, back in um, um, the ancient Greek days and, and the, the, the literature like the Odyssey yes. where, where um, a measure of a person's worth yep. is how hospitable they were to strangers. Yes. And that came from the yes. Greek tradition. Yes. And, and I think um, also in the, um, you know, the, the theory of happiness, uh, I think um, Alain de Botin has a wonderful video on online you look at it about um, happiness yes and he talks about um, epidurian uh, epidurian uh, epicurus not yes. Yes. <laughs> yes that's childbirth isn't it <laughs> epicurean <laughs> not quite the same epicurean delights yes. of breaking bread with friends exactly that is yes. one of the one of the pillars of happiness yes and very uh, very good it's point. Excellent. Yes. Um, look, I I just want to um, tell people that not only do you write novels, but on your on your website there's this gorgeous section called selected shorts, 
and this will give you some idea of um, Tangier's talent. There's one here that tickles my fancy called the school teacher. I'll read it to you, it's only three or four lines. But she hasn't yet finished. Her lip curls. There's another hush like the last. The air starts to pump. Does that mean that it can't contain any? She stops and looks down, moistens her lower lip, crosses her legs at the ankles so the knees fall apart. The collective gaze of the class swirls from the girl to the teacher. <laughs> it is just, that was my reaction. I just burst out laughing, having had a teaching background myself. Oh, great, um, yes. And tell me how you came to, to write that. God bless, yes. That was a story that um, was picked up by the West Australian and, and, and printed in the West Australian magazine. And... Um, Two or three of my short stories, the, the idea from it has come from a very dear friend yes. and the, 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 the actual story theme. Yes. And that uh, friend was a teacher. Right. And that friend told me that the, the great difficulties and actually back then in his time, but even greater now, I, yes. I believe, of, of male teachers being alone with, with young Female. girls in, yes. in, in particular. Um, it goes both ways with, with the sexes, I, I know, but he was looking coming from there. So that that story arose out of yes. that, the, the sort of temptation situation. Just, <laughs> just gorgeous. <laughs> so, um, look, I could talk to you forever. You're such an interesting person and a wonderful writer, and I think everybody should go to your website and put in Tangia, T-A-N-G-A-E-A, -A, sorry, T-A-N-G-E-A, -E Tansley, T-A-N-S-L-E-Y, dot com, and forward slash books, if you want to look at her books. Um, I hope that um, you sell thousands and thousands and thousands of books, especially the self-published ones. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and I will be in touch, and um, I'm certainly going to read your books. Thank you very much. Thank you, Suzanne. Great fun. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from www.aussiewriters.com.au and if you are a reader or a writer, then hop on over to our website and subscribe. Subscribe.